When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoop Ballers! Welcome back to another episode, another edition of Today on Sports Betting. I'm your host, Gavin Ellington, at BJLE77 on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and talk about our show a little bit. Gonna have a special guest back on, a friend of the show. Gonna be good to have uh, some insight from him coming up. We're gonna probably dig into some NFL and college football per usual. And um, before we do though, I'm gonna talk about Manscaped because that's the show sponsor. Manscaped.com, you use promo code HOOPBALL20, H O O P B A L L 20 to get free shipping and 20% off of tons of their great products, namely the lawnmower 3.0 that just came out. It's a fully electric, full-on waterproof, water-resistant technology. So use that promo code and get some free money, and then uh, let them know that we sent you, specifically me. So lawnmower 3.0, Manscaped. All right. And then, you know, yeah, you know, let's just go ahead and introduce our main man coming in. Um, I'll get into the other stuff later. But um, Russ, great to have you back on, boss. It's been a little too long. And uh, here we are again, and we got some really fun stuff to talk about. Well, it's great to be back here on your show, Devin. I appreciate the, uh, the being on the show. I really enjoy it. enjoy talking about sports and enjoy uh, – talking to you about it and I look forward to offering some insights uh, later on as we get into the NFL locally here in New York in this area uh, the main concern right now is why Joe Judge fired his offensive line coach Mark Colombo from the Cowboys he was Garrett's guy so something had to happen there probably behind the scenes it might not have been production related they said Judge uh, was working with some of the linemen during the during the weeks and stuff lately so maybe he was doing his job and he felt Colombo wasn't following direction, but that's kind of a big news here because at the end of the day, the Giants have one, two straight. They're three and seven, and the division looks like it's ripe for the taking. So we'll see if this move was done as a way to shake up the team in a positive way, whether it backfires on Joe Judge or whether it catapults them even further along in their development as a, as a team. So it'll be very interesting to watch the last six games. But the fact that the Giants will have a football season after Thanksgiving is a step up from the last three seasons of debacle. That's, you know, very good points. And to be honest, the uh, firing of their offensive line coach, you know, that slipped through the cracks on my radar. So, see, I'm already learning stuff from you. I appreciate that. Um, well, it helps when you turn on WFAN in New York. You get all yeah. the local news as it happens. So Right, yes. I, I love me some talk radio. I love AM radio. It needs to just stay around forever. So, 
All right, Russ. Well, we're going to unpack a few college games. I figured we could go ahead and just roll right into some action since it's what's on tonight. And um, last night's games featured two teams that were towards the top of the MAC going up against the bottom feeders in Bowling Green and Akron. But tonight, Toledo's taking on Eastern Michigan, and uh, they were a um, seven-and-a-half-point favorite at opening line. It dipped down to six-and-a-half. I got that number because it went south of the key number. It's back to seven. Um, over under 58 was opening line, and then 61-and-a-half is where we are at currently. Um, lots of uh, confidence it looks like in the Toledo side driving this total up and then probably their team total bets are uh, getting bet all up so um, have you looked at this game at all yes I have and I love Eastern Michigan tonight uh, Devin I think we're on the same side there uh, Toledo 0-7 in their last seven against the spread on the road one in five their last six games. Toledo is holy Toledo. They're not playing very well. They're not playing holy Toledo football. Uh, and I think Eastern Michigan is is really doing a great job. And I, I too, grabbed them at minus six and a half. So I'm, I'm under a touchdown, that magic number. Uh, and I know the line actually, uh, excuse me, Eastern Michigan's getting points. My mistake. My mistake. Eastern Michigan's getting points. I thought they were going to be favored. Maybe I'm crazy, but I, I love Eastern Michigan tonight, plus the eight. Uh, I probably like them outright. Uh, I guess we're on opposite sides on this game. But uh, I do like Eastern Michigan to win. I don't think Toledo's very good this year after watching them play last week. I don't usually watch Mac football, but with the COVID situation, there's not much on during the week now. You know, there's no other sports going on yet. And, uh, you know, Toledo, Eastern Michigan's to play here, folks. Um, was it last week that all three Michigans won Eastern, Western, yeah, and Central? Central. Mm -hmm. yeah. I had a little parlay going with all the Michigans. That was a great, yeah. great night for me with Michigan. Obviously, you're better off betting the Eastern, Western, and Centrals than the regular Michigan team. Yeah. But that's for another time. But, yeah, I do like uh, the points in this ballgame, plus the eight. Yeah. Well, you know, it's always – you know, I've, I've been finding a little more fun in it as of late of being on uh, opposing sides of things as my uh, – um in cohorts you know and my friends and whatnot and people on twitter that i interact with it just makes it a little more interesting and uh you know it makes it you know it shows that we all kind of look at things a little differently and we we all look for different things but you know uh like you said you like the eastern michigan side i think i honestly i like the toledo side probably just as much as you like the eagles uh but as of right now, um, there's three major injuries that I'm looking at for Eastern Michigan, and that's their two top receiving threats as well as Darius Boone Jr. out of the backfield. And I know he has an important part of uh, their team uh, all over him. Like he, his uh, scrimmage yards and the way they script him into the game is pretty important. But um, it's the Mac, and you never know. I, I, I think Eli Peters for Toledo needs to have a really good game. He needs to take advantage of this Eastern Michigan defense that allows an opponent completion percentage of 70.49%. Um, and then, you know, I have confidence in Toledo's offensive line. They're 2.5, 2.5% uh, sack rates, best, uh, 18th best in the country right now. So time of possession is also another strength of theirs. I'm actually going to put one and a half units on Toledo tonight to cover minus six and a half. So... Like I said, it's fun to be on different sides and get different perspective, and that's what we offer. 
No question about it, Dev. So, all right. Want to talk about another Michigan school? Or two more Michigan schools? Western and Central Michigan total right now is going to be, uh, let's see, it was moving around this morning when I was checking it. Where is it settled at? Wow, it's gone to 58 and a half. I locked in the over at 61 and a half. So I, I don't know how I feel about that. But um, both these, or I'm sorry, I locked in the under 61 and a half. So I feel really good about that line movement. Uh, first, both of these defenses, uh, in my opinion, are ranked towards the top of the MAC. A uh, couple big, big points for uh, Western Michigan here is the fact that they're, they, as a team, have a quarterback rating of 206.2. Um, I Granted, small sample size, but I mean, they've played, I think this will be, yeah, this will be their third game. So after two games, you know, that's still pretty good uh, as far as the QBR. And then they're also the number one rated conference road team in the MAC. Western Michigan is. So I have a lot of uh, faith in Western Michigan tonight to get it done. They have the more explosive offense, but this Chippewas defense, specifically on third down, um, these guys are animals. Um, and this is going to be a really great game tonight. It, it will be a great game. It's a great matchup tonight between Western and Central. I kind of like the home team in this game. Uh, Central Michigan a little bit more. I lean towards Central Michigan, but I really have a good play on the total. I kind of like the under tonight. I think 62 is a little too high for this amount for these two teams, and I kind of like under 62 uh, in this ballgame. Yeah, I am um, right there with you with the total, but again, differing sides. That's always fun. Um, looks like we're expecting 14-mile-per-hour winds coming in from the south in Mount Pleasant tonight. So, Maybe that could have been what's driving that line down. Um, all right. So I think that wraps it. Oh, actually, we got one more Matt game we can throw out there real quick. I didn't do too much digging on this one, but Northern uh, Illinois, or I'm sorry, Northern Iowa. No, 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 I had it right. Northern Illinois. <laughs> the Huskies are taking on Ball State. Um, it opened at nine and a half as them being the road dog, Northern, or NIU. Um, and now it's up to 14 and a half. Over-under is set at 62. Um is a good reason, Devin, why that line moved uh, uh-huh. all those points. Ball State is a lot better than Northern Illinois. Right. And I look for Ball State to uh, to click on all cylinders. I say Ball State wins by 24 to 30 points tonight. Yeah, that NIU team's not inspiring me at all. I've watched a couple of their games. Last week they played against Buffalo and just got destroyed. Uh, they got dominated in all uh, facets of the game. Ball State, um, they they they're coming off of a loss from uh, who was it that they lost to last? I can't remember, but I did bet against them and it, it hit. But um, yeah, so I think this is a good bounce back spot for Ball State. Follow the big steam on this one, I think. And then if you don't want to go that high, then maybe look at a first half play. But um, you could even throw um, you know some heavy heavy chalk into a parlay with Ball State tonight if you wanted to on the money line. So. Uh, if you need to throw a little ingredient into your parlay soup. So, all right. I've got one more college game, unless you had anything else to say on this one. No. All right. I think of the three plays, the first play I gave you was my top play of the night, the points. Mm -hmm. With uh, Eastern Michigan, I believe it was. Yep. Plus the eight. Uh, That would be my best play of the night, and the total in that other game, the under. Yeah. 62 in the other game are my two best plays in Mac. What do you call it? Maction. 
Maction. I love yeah. that. It's a great yeah. term you came up with, Dev. Maction. Oh, I, I can't coin that one, but I wish I could, um, as well as the fun belt. Uh, so, um, yeah, so Purdue and Minnesota. This game uh, is interesting to me. I usually don't touch the Big Ten too much. Um, not that I'm oppo or against the Big Ten. I just I like my Big 12 and my small schools. Um, Purdue's um, right now at a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I think it's in a three in some spots. Yeah, I'm seeing threes. Um, it opened as a pick and so that's what kind of got me interested and got me digging into the Purdue side because I've seen Minnesota play pretty dismally uh, this year. And just to speak on that defense real briefly here, I'll be, you know, pretty short. Golden Gophers are ranked 90th um, or worse in all but two defensive categories. The two – Okay, and then the two categories that they're not ranked 90th or worst in, um, they're important categories. They're red zone defense percentage and uh, third down conversion percentage for their opponents. Um, but I think that's inflated due to the teams that they uh, have played and the luck factor that's kind of rolled into it. So what I'm going with here is Purdue minus 2.5, and, and I like the total over of 60.5 uh, also just because the defenses aren't going to – offer too much resistance. And that Purdue passing attack is, uh, just watch it. Yeah, just watch it. So, didn't know if you had an opinion on that game or a couple others you wanted to I, I I will say this. I think that uh, you're, you're – that be careful. Purdue doesn't play as well on the road, but then again, there's really not much of a home field advantage this year. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of don't have an opinion on either of the teams. Purdue on the road scares me. Minnesota has not played very well either, but as a home dog of three or more, I think they may cover this one. But – I would lean away from that one. One game I'm looking at is uh, the Auburn game. They are playing um, – I believe they're playing Tennessee. Uh, Auburn's playing Tennessee on Saturday. Auburn's a 10-point favorite off a of bye week. Uh, I love uh, – and I was on them on the last show, I believe, I gave Auburn as a pick, and they came through for me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them another, another shot here on Saturday – I remember that pick. I was on the opposite side. I think that was the um, – oh, what game was that? LSU-Auburn. Yeah, LSU-Auburn. And Auburn, Auburn – uh, Rolled them. I think Auburn lost that one, actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I'm going to come back with them this time against Tennessee. Tennessee is not playing very well right now. Auburn's off a bye. I think Auburn wins by two touchdowns. So I like Auburn on Saturday. And the other game that – I think is very interesting. I, I don't know if it's a mistake and if you got to be careful, but I think Penn State is favored, if I'm not mistaken, at home. Oh, no, they're a small underdog at home to Iowa. Now, Penn State does not have their fans, right, in Pennsylvania. That's a team that really you now see the value of that 100,000 stadium, 100,000-seat capacity stadium coming into play, and they are going in the wrong direction as a program, Coach Franklin and his squad. So I kind of like Iowa in that game too. So if I had to give you two for Saturday, I'd go Iowa and Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave Notre Dame over Clemson straight up a few weeks back too. Uh, I hit that one. So, again, Iowa and Auburn on Saturday are my two best, uh, best actions for those of you uh, looking to get some future bets in. If you could grab Iowa minus two and a half or under, you know, under that magic number of three, that's good. And if you could get Auburn minus uh, ten or under nine and a half or under, you're you're doing well there as well. Yeah. Um, 
Thursday. But I do have I do have an NFL lock of the year going Thursday night. Lock of the um, year. Yeah, lock of the year. NFL Thursday night. We'll call it a Thursday night lock of the year because we want to start the weekend off right with our bets, Devin. And, and it's it's Arizona plus three, and it's Arizona outright. They've scored 30 points or more the last five games. Kyler Murray's playing possessed. One team's going up. The other team's going down. Seattle's defense is very susceptible. This kid, this kid is the real deal, this Murray kid for Arizona. Uh, I look for Arizona to win that game in a in a big fashion and with a high scoring game. So Arizona in the over is a nice little lock parlay for you for Thursday night, Devin. Yeah, I um, I was actually going to look into that game, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, you know, being a Seattle fan, I agree with you one hundred percent. So um, I I think that you were right on it with that one. Kyler Murray is just phenomenal, and um, that that Cardinal offense, um, you know, they just got King and Drake back. Let's see if he can get rolling and uh, be explosive like he was last year, maybe get him involved in the passing game like they did in the second half of the season last year, which really just, you know, helped him thrive. They've got Chase Edmonds, so they've got a healthy offensive line on top of that. And then Kyler Murray, like you said, once that kid makes something happen, it's hard to shut him back down or – stop him you know he, he nothing is ever dead uh uh with him as we saw in that Hail Mary um, against Buffalo so that was a phenomenal game um all right well speaking of NFL I got a couple of um takes I want to throw your way and bounce off you see what your general opinion is before I do though we need to talk about mybookie.ag the other uh show sponsor for today and uh that's going to be that's going to be mybookie.ag promo code is hoopball h o o p b a l l go on there get all registered and signed up let them know that we sent you you'll get a deposit bonus 100% initial deposit match as well as some free future money um to wager with um for future shows or future uh games and such and um get in there get on the action they have some blackjack they have uh, also um, different uh, casino games and all sorts of different things you can wager on. You know, if you want to wager on the uh, award season stuff, uh, the Grammys, the Oscars, which I think is coming up in November soon, um, or the end of year, the year, um, that's always fun to get in on. And you can do that with some free money. So go to mybookie.ag, uh, use promo code HOOPBALL, and bet, win, and get paid. So, the um, NFL sector, like I said, I needed to dig a little more into, and I needed to figure out how I wanted to play some things this week because I've been pretty, you know, I, I, I've been pretty cold in NFL the last couple of weeks, and that might be because I uh, give so much effort into college football, but I'm always looking to gain perspective. And so I have a couple of NFL plays this week that I was looking at that I wanted to uh, toss around and see what, you know, general thoughts they got. Um, First and foremost, I was looking. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. At the under 46 and a half in Cincinnati and Washington, um, you know, the Cincinnati defense, you know, they can actually offer up resistance. And we know about the Washington football team's defense and how their pass defense as well as their pass rush and run defense is actually, you know, really, really solid. Um, And I think both offenses are just anemic enough to where um, they don't get anything done. So I was looking, like I said, at the under 46 and a half. Didn't know if you had an opinion on this one, Russ. And uh, if you did, you know, you could go ahead and share that with me. And then another one I wanted to toss out uh, was Miami and Denver, like Miami minus three. Um, it's already gone up to three and a half. Uh, they're on the road uh, against Denver. So those are my two NFL looks right now. And well, I think, know. yeah, so I'm going to start with the first, the second game, Miami. <laughs> they're kind of due for a letdown in this game. They're going on the road to Denver in the Mile High City. The weather might not be, uh, the weather might not be very good uh, in, in, in Denver on Sunday. Uh, so I would take the three and a half if you could get it with Denver in that game. Fade the public. The public's going to be all over Miami now that they're winning. They're six and three. Uh, Flores has done an outstanding job with the new quarterback Tua. They're they're a good team. They're well coached. Uh, I kind of like I like watching Miami play, but I think they might be in for a letdown this week. Um, the, the game, the total that I liked last week, just to just to rehash a, a lock total I had was Cleveland was playing. Um, uh, Houston, thank you, Devin. And I love the under 40, I think it was 45 it went down to. The line actually moved 10 points from when it opened. It opened at 50-something and went down to 40, 45, 44. I had the under. It was, I think, 3 nothing at the half. I was already cashing my ticket. So, um, and, and the game you mentioned, the total, which game was that again? The first Cincinnati game? Cincinnati and Washington. Under 46 and a half, I think it was. And it was 46 and a half. I think you're onto something with the under in that game. Yeah. Those yeah, offenses are just there in that game. I wouldn't bet that. I wouldn't bet the side with your money. No. Uh, Cincinnati, Washington. That's, that's not a good game to bet. In my opinion, um, there are a few games. And in, in fact, we're going into week 11 and I'm, I'm still alive in my survivor pools. And uh, I'm amazed that I'm still alive. It's the furthest I've ever gotten in, in the history of me doing these survivor pools, uh, to be full disclosure. But one of my picks is Minnesota over Dallas. I, I, I like that one. And the other pool, I'm going to take uh, the L.A. Chargers over those lowly J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 which from what I understand st- stands for just end the season. The season. I didn't know that until recently I heard that. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, those are my two survivor picks for those of you playing survivor out there. Um so good luck with that. 
Yeah, I think those are pretty easily um, considered lockable. Um, Dallas, you just, I mean, man, at this point, they're they're looking to get a top five draft pick, I think, top ten, um, maybe to help rebuild that offensive line that they lost so many pieces on. Um, and, of course, it's always easy to bet against the Jets. Um, a game I can't decide heads or tails on, is uh, Green Bay in Indiana, uh, Indianapolis. Um, it opened at Green Bay minus two and a half. Now Green Bay's getting two points um, on the road against Phillip Rivers and the Colts. Um, you know, and I was, you know, I'm seeing the Packers at plus 105, plus 110 in some spots on the money line. So I thought, you know, there's some pretty good value with that. Um, if they get close to like two points, I mean, they're probably just going to win the game. Um, but yeah, that's, like I said, just a very small NFL, uh, intake for me so far this week. Definitely. What's your take on the game Thursday night, Arizona and Seattle? Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Uh, Of course, the over is definitely in play with these two quarterbacks. Um, you know, the overtime game last time they played was exciting and, um, you know, Kyler Murray's phenomenal. So, uh, get him up there against the Seattle defense. That's just you know, terrible to play it, put it simple. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always an exciting game when these two teams get together. And um, it's a key divisional game. You know, the Seahawks have lost, I think, what, three in a row now, four of their last five. So um, they're going to need this one. They were sitting in good position early on, and now uh, not so much. Got any, got any best bets for the weekend? So uh, NFL goes? Um, it's, you know, this is going to be a little more juicier than what I uh, normally hand out, but the New England minus 130 against Houston, um, I think that's, you know, a, a good spot to go. Um, it's minus two and a half on the spread. And um, I, I just, I, Houston's not really doing much under Romeo Cornell. Um, J.J. Watts, you know, talking about leaving already. Um, I think it's dissipating uh, out there in Houston. And then now you got New England who, um, you know, they've won two in a row. You know, they Why is that spread so low? Why is that know. spread so low? I don't know. Don't you think they should be at least four points? I mean, I, that's four or five. It's Belichick. He's four and five. Don't, don't underestimate him the last seven games as a, as a head coach. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you don't, you agree. I mean, clearly you, you think they're going to be Houston. They should, which would yeah. put them at 500 with six to go and, they're going to get into the postseason. In a division that's wide open. I mean, the Bills let them back in the door there the other day by not knocking that ball down, yeah. you know? That's the only thing that scares me about Arizona this week, Thursday night, and why I almost didn't make it with such high uh, opinion on Arizona this week is because they may have a little bit of a letdown after mm. that huge comeback. Right. And I started thinking, how could they let down? They're playing Seattle. It's in the division. Yeah. It's always a shootout anyway, so I kind of like the over with Seattle. But the point the point I'm making is that game uh, with the Patriots against Houston, they, they sh- I think New England should win that game. Uh, yeah. You know, the trends definitely point to New England winning that game as far as the historical trend goes because Belichick's a winner the last 20 years or so. So you, you, you kind of you go with New England now until they lose again. And then if they lose that sixth game, you know, and Buffalo continues to do well, which they, you know, I'm, who does Buffalo have this week, Devin? Buffalo is on a bye, I believe. Yeah, Buffalo's on a bye. 
I'll tell you, the Chargers might be a good pick. What are they laying? Under 10? Are they laying under 10? They're uh, eight and a half. It opened at 10. Yeah, see, that that's weird that it lowered. I mean, the Jets did compete their last game with, with New England, but uh, now they're going out west to play the Chargers, and uh, the Chargers need to win. I mean, they're not really a great team either, though. That's what would scare me from a, from a Chargers survivor pick standpoint. Um, they should win. And they should cover. I mean, if they just play, you know, play up to their capability, I think the Chargers should win this game. Uh, what about what about? Uh, and I'm just kind of scrolling through these and looking at yeah. some value in the lines as we talk about them. What about um, Atlanta taking on the Saints with fresh uh, off of you know not having Drew Brees first game? Yeah, um, they're plus one ninety on the money line. Atlanta's getting five points. You know their defense. If you watch the tape from the last three weeks of their defense, they're actually playing. I think you know they've been. I want to say top fifteen or ten uh, graded in um, a lot of different metrics from PFF or you know um, other different grading ranking systems. Like their defense is actually starting to entrench a little bit and offer resistance. Um, and the offense is. You know, it's capable. It's got so many pieces. And they played well uh, their last game out, you know, without Calvin Ridley. So um, they took care of business against Denver, you know, one by seven, uh, covered the four and a half. It was a home game. They're going on the road. I think a lot of people are going to be on the New Orleans side because it's going to be exciting to back them with Jameis or whatever. Not me. Not yeah. me. I'm not, I'm not backing the Saints in that game. If anything, I'm fading – I'm leading the Falcons there in that spot because it's a little different coming into a game with a big lead against San Francisco. They fell down 10 nothing, then they got a big lead, and then they held on against San Francisco. They won by two touchdowns, covered. That being said, that's not the same San Francisco team. Uh, the Saints will not be the same team with Winston at the QB spot versus uh, Drew Brees. Um, I mean, he was a turnover machine in Tampa. He might not be. Maybe maybe they're straightening him out up in down in New Orleans. But uh, it's a very intriguing game. Um, I actually, if I had to bet that game, I I think I'd take the over just from a standpoint of it's indoors, right? In New Orleans, it's in the dome, and Atlanta's a good dome team. New Orleans is a good dome team, and even though the Saints have the backup quarterback, the Falcons' defense, as much as they've played well recently. Historically, against the Saints, they've probably allowed at least 24, 27 points. So if you think it'll be a good game, close game, you take the you take the over and hold your breath. What's the total on that game? 50 and a half. 50 and a half. So 27, yeah. 24, you get there. Yeah. Obviously, you'd like to go below 47, that number. So maybe you tease them over 45, mm. and you take Atlanta plus 11 and a half and the over 45 and a half. And oh, yeah. I think you're in good shape, but don't underestimate that Saints defense either. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad defense. Marcus um, Davenport. They make uh, plays. Really not, uh, I don't DeMario, know about that game. I don't, think I, I don't think I'd put my money on that game. If you want my opinion, I would take Atlanta in a teaser, go across the 7 and 10 mark, go up. I mean, so take Atlanta plus 11 and a half off a of buy, extra time to prepare. And then I tease it with the over in that game, over 45 and a half. I think that's your, that's a better better play for that game. Um, yeah. Giants are on a bye, so we don't have to talk about my big blue. <laughs> Come back and play the Bengals in two weeks, and that gets them the four wins, hopefully. And then if they could win that last game against the Cowboys in the division the last week, that will get them five wins. That will be no worse than five and 11, which if you do the metrics out, which I have in the NFC East or NFC least. Yeah. 
the division definitely will be won with six wins for sure. You only need six wins, but five may even get there. That's the way I'm looking at that division. If you look at the metrics who these teams play, they're terrible outside their division, these teams. Yeah. They, they don't win games. Like the Giants have won uh, three games. They've all been in their division. So that's why Cincinnati becomes a tough game for them at Cincinnati. Phillies uh, play in uh, Cleveland this week, so you'll see how they perform outside of the division. They activated Zach Ertz back. I don't know how much that's going to help because, you know, they don't have a quarterback to throw him the ball effectively. Wentz is uh, terrible. It's that offensive line. I mean, they, I think they're just 10 guys down on that offensive line unit from the yeah, start. I would, of, I would pick Cleveland. What's Cleveland laying a touchdown in that game? They're a minus three and a half. Wow. Um, so I like them straight up. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think this is a good pick. You know, if you're looking to bet, you know, just kind of pick a maybe like a little. I think if you stuff. pick against the NFC East when they're out of division and against the Jets, yeah, you probably make money the rest of the year. Yeah, Cleveland's defense is starting to play really well, so um, keep an eye on that. They're and they're quietly six and three and in, in the hunt of a playoff spot. So, um, yeah, I think you know. That is going to probably wrap it up for me as far as NFL stuff goes. I think we talked to Bevy and good amount of uh, college football like we always do. Um, we got some exciting action to go uh, along with dinner tonight. And, um, you know, I want to remind folks um, about the HoopBall 360 and HoopBall Premium stuff over at hoop-ball.com. There's different packages for fantasy basketball, the wager pass. You've got the DFS articles and the DFS pass um, with Discord chats and servers with your professionals over there um, at the DFS sector. Um, th this is award-winning uh, fantasy basketball content. You know They've been doing it for quite some time now, and the results are in the pudding. And um, I think you should try some of the pudding is what I'm saying. So, um, Russ. Let's hear some last little uh, tidbits from you. You got any other points you want to drive home or any yeah, other Yeah, you know, it's hard to believe that we're entering week 11 in the NFL. And let's say some prayers for all those who are suffering from any viruses, diseases, or otherwise, uh, you know, that we can get through the rest of the season and have playoffs uh, and have a Super Bowl because, uh, you know, that that's something to look forward to. Um, on that note, the the other question I have for you, and maybe you know the answer about college basketball, will we be getting a college basketball season? Uh, this um, a full one? Uh, it's going to be hard. There's a lot of travel and a lot of games in college basketball. Um, if I was going to bet yes or no, I would probably say yes, just because the way that we're going with all the rest of the sports, um, I think – that the way folks are handling it and the way it's kind of normalizing within our society, I think, you know, there's a whole lot more leniency. Um, it does speak volumes, however, that the Ivy League canceled their seasons uh, already. So yeah, the only thing there, Dev, is, as you know, most of those players and athletes are going there for their education, uh -huh. not so much to make the professional ranks, unlike mm -hmm. a lot of schools where yeah. basketball is important. Plus, you didn't have a Final Four last year. There was no March Madness. Yeah. Hopefully, I heard today, this morning on the news, that Pfizer has a has a uh, vaccine coming out at the beginning of December. It's going to be tested, and it could be out to the general public by the beginning of January. So if yeah. that does happen and if things flatten out a little bit over the next few weeks between Thanksgiving 
and Christmas and New Year's that, you know, we will be back to somewhat normalcy by March or April and a baseball season that won't get interrupted and will go off as scheduled. But I'll tell you, it's amazing what we've seen. You know, these athletes have sacrificed a lot to stay COVID-free. 90% of them have stayed COVID-free, and that, especially in the National Football League um, because of the way they play. And there was a study out in Connecticut, state of Connecticut, that COVID, coronavirus amongst high school athletes, has not spread through sports. It's spread in other ways. Right. So, you know, we need something. We need, mm-hmm. you know, we can't, we can't live in isolation. We need to go out and, and see people and, 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 and socialize and watch sports and have that. And so not being able to, as a lifelong job, not being able to watch um, watch the games this week, you know, watch the games this year, a couple games live at the stadium has been very tr- tr- ridiculous. And, but that's the rules they put out. So you live with them. But let's pray that we get a, a, a good, safe holiday to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Devin. Yeah. I'm thankful that you had me on your show today, and I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to seeing you again. Absolutely. Well, I'm thankful that you were able to make the time and I always appreciate your presence on the show. I know the guests like it. Um, you know, one, th- one other segue I'll take before we get out of here is, you know, to piggyback a little off of Russ, Russ's comments is the fact that, um, like you said, th- these athletes are, um, you know, they're giving up a ton and they're, you know, trying to make it work because of their love of the game. You know, these college kids love to play basketball. They love to play football. You know, the professionals get paid to do it. But, you know, these college athletes, um, you know, there's a lot going on, uh, obviously, for them and uh, for uh, everyone. So um, and then don't forget, folks, the NBA draft is tonight. Um, Didn't even talk about that. But earlier in the week, Vince and I talked about Anthony Edwards at plus 160 as the number one pick. We thought that was the great value. You know, uh, LaMelo, I think it's LaMelo ball in this draft, or I can't remember. It's one of the ball brothers. He's like minus 220 to go number one overall, and I just don't believe that. I think it's all hype. It's all the ball thing again. So uh, Anthony Edwards offering really great value out of Georgia, um, plus 160. I think that's a great spot, and um, it's going to be exciting. We're going to see some trades. We're going to see some picks moved around. And uh, keep an eye on that because it's going to be heavy implications for free agency coming up, too. It'll show some teams' cards. But um, with that being said, and getting off on that tangent, just want to let you all know that I'm sending you my good vibes and all of my good energies, like always. And um, I appreciate the listen and the follow. But uh, if you would, leave one of those five-star reviews on Apple Music for us and then subscribe and follow on Spotify and all that other stuff. Um, at D-A-L-E again, uh, 007, at D-A-L-E 007 on Twitter. And uh, Russ is at Russ Ramblin. And the show you'll find us at Hootball Gaming. So get out there, follow us, be safe, and listen up for the next one. So thanks again, Russ. I appreciate you coming back on, Buzz. Thank you, Dev. Be well, everyone. Take care. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.